If you've never read the book of Acts in the New Testament, I really hope that you'll take the time to do so. It's only 28 short chapters, just over 24,000 words. Really not that long when you think about it. You could read it in one sitting, even if you're not a very fast reader, and I'm not a very fast reader. But the book of Acts is the early history of the early church. It basically covers the first 30 or so years of the move of Christianity after the resurrection of Jesus Christ. It is the story about the first followers of Jesus, the working of the Holy Spirit, and the movement of the gospel of Christ from Jerusalem into Judea, which was basically the county that Jerusalem was in, and on into the non-Jewish world of Samaria and into the Roman world of the first century. If you ever wondered about how Christianity began, this really is the right place to start. And it is phenomenal to consider that as we sit here in 2021, there are more than 2 billion people worldwide who would identify themselves as believers in and followers of Jesus of Nazareth. And the start of that movement is in the book of Acts. The early followers of Jesus within a few weeks of the resurrection numbered only about 120 people. And then Acts chapter 2, we're told that God's spirit enlivened and empowered those 120. And by the end of Acts 2, there were 3,000. 120 grew to more than 3,000, maybe much more than 3,000 because that 3,000 was probably just the number of the men who believed and were baptized. And then Acts 3 and 4, the early Christians continued to preach in Jesus the resurrection from the dead, and those that heard and believed grew to about 5,000. That's an exponential increase, and it just keeps going and growing from there, person by person, household by household, from one town to the next, and on into big cities like Philippi and Corinth, Ephesus, and Rome. How does that happen? A a group of what Acts chapter 4 says, uneducated and untrained men that had spent time with Jesus and they had boldness and passion and power by the Holy Spirit of God. This group was threatened, beaten, imprisoned, commanded to shut up, and they were persecuted, but they persisted. When they were threatened, they gathered together and they prayed, Lord, Look on their threats and grant to your servants that we would speak your word with boldness. And that's exactly what God did. They were filled with the Holy Spirit and they spoke the word of God with boldness. At the church that I pastor, I'm currently giving a series of talks on the vision that we have as a church. Our church is called Cross Connection Church and our vision is life in connection with God, one another, and the world through Jesus. And I was sharing with the church this last weekend that we Christians are called to bring the good news of connection with God and one another to the world and that we need to begin to share this story of good news clearly, frequently, and boldly again. I think that the church, the church as a whole in America has kind of stalled on doing that. The church in America says and does a lot of things, and many of those things might be good things, but it just might be that we've stalled, not clearly, frequently, and boldly sharing the gospel. Instead, the church might be a bit distracted by things like prosperity, 
and politics and social justice. Maybe those things are important and good, and maybe you can make a biblical case for them, but that didn't appear to be the focus of the early Christians. They had political problems. They had prosperity and poverty problems. They had social and justice problems, but they gave a clear and bold message frequently, a narrow and not so politically correct message. There is no other name under heaven given among men whereby they must be saved. That's the clear, narrow, not so politically correct message that they gave. And maybe the message that we need to return to and give clearly, boldly, and frequently again. Something to think about. We'll see you next time.